0: You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number 154 The Power of Belief. Are you feeling the call to homeschool and you're not sure what to do? Or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would? My name is Megan Thomas, and I'm a certified life coach, a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Called to Homeschool. Uh, this will be a little bit different. I thought it would be fun to do a race recap for you and kind of tell you my experience with finishing. That's right. I'm a finisher of the Ironman 70.3 in Oceanside. Uh, I talked so much about this and my fears with it and how I had anxiety with it. And I kind of shut down the closer it got and just the coaching that I went through and the experience I went through. So I thought it would just kind of be fun to kind of give you a recap of like how it actually went, because it's one thing to see the fun little highlights on Instagram and whatnot, but it took me seven and a half hours. So it was a much longer process. I learned so, so many things from this race and I am so grateful. And one of the things that this race taught me is it's so interesting because you get good at something and you forget what it's like to be a beginner. And so this was really good for me to be a beginner in something and see what a lot of you feel when you are beginning homeschooling and remembering those emotions and those fears. And, and then even seeing like my coach, like, yeah, it takes time. It takes consistency. It takes continue continuing to show up of how that is so true in every aspect of our lives, whether we want to train for something crazy, whether we're homeschooling or whatnot. Like if you want to get good at it, good at this really, nobody's a natural. Um, there was one gentleman that we were, we took our RV and we stayed at an oceanside RV park. And the gentleman next to us, he and his wife were there, and he was gonna do the race too. And he did amazing and he was super fast. He did it in like four and a half hours. And he was in his 50s. And I thought, like, what? This is ridiculous. You're 10 years older than me, and you're that much faster than me. And uh but he was telling me about how much he trains, how many races he's done, how dialed in his nutrition. He has it completely designed and made for his body. Um, like he told me it was pretty expensive, but it was dialed in completely to honor his body and to support his health and all these things and his bike, all the upgrades he had with his bike and like all these things and the years he's put in and all the training. And so, yeah. He's pretty darn good because he's put in all this effort. Um, I even remember I I walked part of the run, and um, a friend of mine that came down and did it with us, he told me, he said, Yeah, it took me five races before I could finish the run. And so it was so good to see, like, remember, because I know for myself, like, I just want to be a natural at something. I want to just be good at it. And I'm sure so many of you have felt that with homeschool. Like, I just want to be naturally a great teacher, charismatic or uh, inspiring or something like that, or really patient with my kids guess what? The only way you're going to get there is through consistency and continuing to show up. And um, so that was a really good reminder for me. And when I'm doing something different where I'm not good at it yet, that like, yeah, if I want to get good at it, I have to keep going and I have to keep pushing myself. So I am going to keep going um, and training and doing these things because I want to see what I truly am capable of. So that's just a kind of a segue of those of you who, wherever you are in your homeschool journey, maybe you're three or four years in and you're like, I'm still like losing my cool and I'm still like annoyed with my kids and I still look up the putting my kids into school and whatnot. Okay. Just keep going. Just keep being consistent and keep showing up and keep trying and studying and, and, uh, practicing. And eventually you will get there. So that was just a little side note of some of the things I learned. Okay. So the actual race, it was great. So, um, we went, got up at 4 a.m. I was wide awake. It actually was great because it was Pacific time. So it was an hour behind me. So it felt like I got to sleep in a little bit, which was fantastic. And, uh, we went, I got up at 4 a.m., got all the way ready. And by 5 a.m., we were getting to, um, the transition area, getting everything ready for the bike and getting everything ready with, uh, my gear, my food, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, the people around me were just so sweet and, um, tell me about their racing experiences and how long they've raced. It was just interesting little things that all the people I talked to who have been racing much longer than me, little things they knew. Like, um, I didn't know with your wetsuit to put body glide on underneath. They're like, Oh my goodness, why didn't you put this on? I thought, I didn't know. And, uh, do little things like that, that I will keep learning with this, um, So got all ready, go to the ocean to, we're about to start. And these waves are humongous. And standing by, I mean, I met some really, really awesome people because I love to talk to people anyway. And so I just found some really open and receptive people. So there was one girl I was standing by and um, to do the ocean swim. And I guess she had attempted, I don't know if it was this race, but an ocean swim before. And she said she had such a big panic attack that she didn't finish the ocean swim. And, uh, so she was just really there trying to get calm, trying to get grounded. So it was kind of interesting to also have some nervous energy myself, knowing that I didn't finish before and, um, but both of us like just being calm and and just even listening to her strategy of, um, what I'm going to do when we're in the waves, like how I'm going to calm myself down and all that kind of stuff. So, in line and the, it was a beach start. And so you, they have you line up about how fast you think you're going to be. So if you think you're going to be a 25 minute swim, obviously you're towards the front. If you think you're going to be an hour swim, you know, and it's all divided up into times. So, um, I was, I got, I didn't mean to be this far back, but I, I got pushed back to maybe like the 55 minute range or whatever, which was fine. And, uh, so we go in And they had told me to go ahead and just practice duck diving through the, not practice, but actually duck dive through the waves and then, um, come up when there's a little bit of a lull and then do, sorry. And then, sorry, I have my, my phone's being a little bit weird. Um, but then do, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so duck dive through the waves and then come up through the lull and keep going, right? And um, these waves are really big and it was terrifying for me. And I went through, you know, you duck dive through some of the waves. And duck dive means literally just diving through the wave instead of letting it tussle you. And so if you dive deeper, then like you don't get into that tumultuous part of the wave. So anyways, it was fine until I got deeper where I couldn't touch anymore. And these waves got really big. And my neighbor who he did it too, he goes, I've never swam in waves this big before. And he's, he's been doing racing for a while. So he was like, that actually kind of scared me too. So I just remember the girl, like calm down, get my heart rate down as I would get nervous through um, some of these bigger waves. And so that's what I would have to do. I would duck Dave and I could feel myself kind of panicking with how big these waves were. And so just like, I was just even telling myself, like, calm my heart rate down. Like you're going to be okay. You're a strong swimmer. So once you got past the surf, then it was pretty good. Um, but getting past that surf was, was the hardest part of the swim for me. Once I was past the surf, I actually was still afraid to put my head in the water just in case there was a shark. Um, then I felt like I could see him better. So I had my head up out of the water and just kind of doggy paddled for a little bit. And it was interesting, like as my confidence started increasing that I could just kind of feel myself like, no, I can do this. I I've been training really hard for this. And so my coach going into it, she's told me to be prepared with some mantras and with some affirmations and things to be ready. And one of the ones I had two that I really liked, and they were I belong here. And um, I am an athlete. And so as I'm out there, I'm like, I'm an athlete, I'm okay, like, and I belong here. So then I was able to actually start swim, swimming, like full face in the water and start swimming. And I got into a fantastic groove and I felt myself just strong and pulling myself through the water. And I just felt fantastic. And then it was interesting as I started catching up to people and I started passing people. And then one time I got up to a group of gentlemen. And it was so interesting to watch those old fears come up of like, I don't belong here. I'm not an athlete. Like let everybody go in front of me. I don't want to like, I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to be in anybody's way or anything like that. And it was so interesting. Cause it was like, no, remember you belong here. I thought you're right. I do belong here. And it's okay if I'm faster than somebody else. So I felt myself just like, just go, just push. Like you feel fantastic. And I did. And I swam through this little pod of gentleman swimmers and I just kept going. And, uh, I actually beat my old swim time by five minutes, which was awesome, especially with having to deal with ocean waves. So that was exciting. Um, I did find out the hard way that you have to be really careful with the Velcro on the back of your wetsuit. That was the only place I chafed. My whole back of my neck was rubbed raw from the wetsuit, but luckily it didn't hurt during the race or whatnot, just irritated me after. So then the transition to the bike. So I was kind of, I mean, first time really doing it, finishing it. So uh, I'm sure I can get faster in the transition time, but uh, whatever. I was about 12 minutes in transition time, getting my socks on and shoes and getting my bike out and all that stuff. So I go and I start the bike and uh, (laughs) the bike was... Interesting. I um, love to try to find other people to ride with or run with and whatnot. And I found the most delightful gentleman named Doug and we biked together for an hour and um, told me all about he was a guitar teacher at a college and he studied jazz guitar at the school of the music school of Berkeley and uh, so we were talking about music and my son and his family and my family and it was delightful and then we got to a part that was supposed apparently where you had to bike single file and i had we, neither of us had absolutely no idea that you had to bike single file right here. So Doug got penalized and he had to go to the penalty box. And I felt terrible because here we are like just having fun and having a nice conversation. And then he got penalized. So he was super sweet about it. Like no big deal. Like I got a little rest. It was just fine. And, uh, he wasn't trying to win. So not that big of a deal, but I still like super nice guy that made the bike, um, that first hour really nice. And it was actually part of my fastest pace was with being with somebody and biking with him. So I was able to bike with him for an hour and then I was by myself for the rest of the time. And it was interesting, um, just different Hills that would come up. There were, there were some huge Hills, That I remember we would bike around a bend and I would see this hill and I thought, there is no way they would make us bike up that hill. Like, I don't even know if it's physically possible to bike up this hill. And sure enough, as we got closer, I could see bikers going up that hill. I thought, you got to be kidding me. This hill is ridiculous. But like, once again, like, I belong here. I'm an athlete. I've trained. I've done all these things. And, uh, so I just, I knew I wanted to be able to bike all the way up the hill. So I just put it into a lower gear and I did, I biked all the way up the hill. Um, part of the reason I was too slow on the bike last time is I got off and I walked a few parts and I cried. So that takes up a lot of time. And so I just thought, okay, if you want to make sure you finish the bike cutoff time, like you just got to ride. So it had some pretty good hills. Um, I'm actually more afraid of going downhill than I am going uphill And so trying to push myself to go faster and I hit 33 miles per hour on a bike. And like, it was so funny, the mind games you have to play with yourself because like, what is my fear? My fear is that I'll crash. And so, uh, I was like, okay, if I crash, like, I can heal from all of this. I can heal from uh road rash. I can heal from any, like everything. I'll be just fine. Like just go, you've got a good bike. You just had it tuned up. Everything working was working great on your bike. Like just go for it. And I would have to tell myself like you're okay. And if you crash like broken bones heal, you'll be just fine. And that's what I told myself to get through some of those downhills that really terrify me. I need to work on that one. Um, But then I was laughing because you can't do music on the course. You can't ever have AirPods in or anything like that. So nobody to talk to now. You're pushing yourself. So I would sing to myself. um, There's a song by, if you know, Cake, like she's going the distance. She's going for speed. And so I just like kept singing that over to my over and over to myself. And then it was funny as I got closer and closer to the end. I was getting bored at this point my bum was hurting and I started singing out loud, like on my bike, I'm riding my bike. And just like anything to kind of distract my mind from the discomfort I was feeling. And part of it was just also talking to myself, like you want to make sure you finish this race that you don't miss the cutoff time. And I didn't know what the cutoff times were or anything like that. So I just know like push yourself, like you will be more upset later if you didn't push yourself now. So I pushed myself and I finished the bike and, uh, that was probably my slowest part. And where I will be focusing a lot going forward is trying to improve that strength in my legs so that I can bike faster. Um, so then I did the transition to the run and totally got lost. Could not find, I like, for some reason, Oh, right. That's right. The number numbers were really getting confusing to me in my mind. So as I was doing the bike, I remember hitting mile 30 and I go, oh, this is awesome. Look at my time. I only have 16 miles left. And for some reason I was thinking 30 miles was 40 miles. So I biked for a little while thinking I only had 16 miles left. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I thought, it's not 16 miles, it's 26 miles. So already, I was a little bit off on my numbers. So when I get there, I was number 2089. And they would have a rack like any number between 2176 through 2247. And my mind could not figure out like, where would 2089 be like, I can't even think of where that would be. So I totally got lost in the transition, found my stuff, parked my bike, put on my running shoes, uh, wore a visor, all those things had already to go. So biking, I mean, running is actually my favorite of the three events and what I just like thought I would be absolutely amazing, but it was very different pushing yourself so hard in the swim and the bike to then push yourself in a run. So another area you need to work on nutrition is another big one. Um, Definitely started to hit some walls in there. Hamstrings felt very, very tight. So I um, do the run and. Um the energy was awesome cuz you're running on the boardwalk right in front of the ocean and it's beautiful and then you have so they have you run an out and back and so you actually cross the same people about four times so it's really great for the fans cuz they can stay in one place and see you for four times and um I was feeling okay feeling pretty good and my family was there at about mile 2 so I'm running and I see him and they're cheering and I get all teary eyed right and then I thought that the turnaround would be pretty short after them. And the turnaround was much further than I anticipated. And I mentally was really, really struggling. Like my body hurt. I was tired. I was hungry. uh, My legs were so tight and I just wanted to lie down. And so I think I ran for maybe about four to five miles. And then I thought, okay, I need a walk break. So then I, I would take little walk breaks and then run a little bit and little walk breaks and run a little bit. And it was cute. My little sister who was following it through the Ironman app. Um, she goes, I watched you, your running times get slower and slower. And she goes, I was getting so nervous, like, come on, Meg, you can do a push through this. And I would just find different people to want run and walk with. And, um, would just find very delightful people. I actually don't remember anybody's name. One lady was from California and she'd been doing tries and she was just like shuffling along. So I said, Hey, can we run together? So I got to talk to her for a little bit. Um, then another girl was walking a lot. And I said, can I walk with you for a while? And she's like, absolutely. And, uh, and I had to do a lot of like, Hey, I know you hurt. I know this doesn't feel good, but like it's going to feel worse if you don't finish that cr- if you don't go across that finish line, if you get cut off again. And so I'd pick up the pace and I try to jog again. And so my run was, I think I averaged a 12 minute pace and, uh, like, so yeah, definitely a lot of walking in that. And, uh, but it was interesting because we're my family. So I ran past them, ran past them, ran past them the third time. And when I ran past them the third time, they then went to the finish line. So as I was coming where they were the fourth time, our friends were still there, like, your family's waiting for you. Your family's waiting for you. And I even get choked up thinking about this because it hurt. Everything hurts so bad at this point. And knowing like my husband and my five kids were there. Waiting for me and they'd been cheering me on all day and they'd they been following me and and just like my biggest supporters all through the training and everything like that. And so you come down and you finish on the boardwalk of um, the ocean. And um, when I got to this part where it was, what is that called? Like the channel, the shoot where like only the athletes can come through and it has gates and just knowing my family was going to be there and i sprinted i ran my heart out like i know it hurts but you got to be done you got to be done so quick and i just sprinted in through that finish line and had my family there cheering for me and i was fighting tears and just that um the best way i could think to describe it was like childbirth where um that pressure that pressure that pressure and as soon as you're done like that instant relief the instant uh, excitement, the instant joy and like all the discomfort and all the pain was totally worth it because of what I just gained through this experience. And it was, it was so powerful. And I was, my hamstrings were so tight the rest of that day. And I remember they had to take off your, like your ankle bracelet, your little tracker. And, uh, so the, person there went to take it off. And I go, I can't bend over. So you're just going to need to go down and get that yourself, friend. Like, uh, they're so tight, I cannot move. And just by the next day, feeling so fantastic. And just so much gratitude for my body. Like, this beautiful body has given birth seven times and carried seven humans inside of it and, and nursed seven humans. And um, I've ran a lot and all the things I do physically, and I hike with my kids and I run our house, and I do all these things, and then i I get across this finish line. And it was just this immense gratitude for my body that it was still whole and still complete. And by the next day, I wasn't even sore. um, just so, so grateful for my body. And I remember saying my prayers that night, of've just so much gratitude of like thank you. Thank you for this health. Thank you for everything that I've been blessed with. So it was, it was really beautiful experience. And just as I talk to people, because so often I think like I want to just be natural, naturally fast, naturally strong, and I'm not. And so I want to give up. Because I see other people and I compare myself to them, and I see like, oh, they're way faster, um, and then I give myself excuses like, well, they haven't had kids or they haven't had as many kids. Uh, I with everybody I talked to on the course, nobody had more, had even close to seven. So that was quite the spectacle. I'd actually be curious to know the stats of that, but um, just it was such an amazing experience, but talking to people of how many years they've been training and the amount of work that they put in and the results that they're getting by the work they've been putting in. And it just, there were so many comparisons of with homeschool and people are like, well, you're just naturally calm with your kids. No, I'm not. I've worked really, really hard to be calm with my children. Like, well, you naturally just love your kids. Like, yes, love, but, um, want to be with them. Like those are skills that I've had to cultivate and skills of being more calm and less critical and all these things that other people maybe compare like, well, my homeschool never looked like yours. Well, guess what? In 14 years, it most definitely will look like mine, but I've put in a lot of work and a lot of effort into it to get it to look this way. And that's why it looks this way. Um, so just giving myself that grace of like, of course, these guys are a little bit further along than me because they've been doing it longer than me. and. And um, not selling myself short, thinking that I did something wrong um, for the way that my homeschool looked. Uh, sorry, my Ironman looked. So just kind of um, that with your own homeschool of letting go of the comparison, thinking that it needs to be. Further along than it is, but instead of having it just be your own journey with it. And just like my first one did not go well and I didn't even finish it, I was absolutely terrified to do it again. And especially that I've been so open about it, so scared. And you may have had some similar experiences where you did try homeschool and it didn't go well. And now you're going to be open about homeschooling again. And people are like, really? Like that didn't go well last time. You're going to do this again. And just having that courage and that faith to um, to keep going and keep, to keep trying. It was interesting the, to wrap this up. The, I think it was my first consult with my coach. I hired Cami Banks coaching. She's team elevate. And, uh, we did a call to see if we were a good fit and if I liked her program and whatnot. And, uh, one of the first things she said to me was, Oh, I'll totally get you across that finish line. And it was so interesting because I did not, I did, had no proof that I could get across the finish line. I actually had proof quite the opposite that, like, when it gets hard, I sit down and I cry and I give up. And uh, my coach was like, Oh, yeah, not even a question. And she believed in me so hard that I started to believe in me. And I started to say, I am an athlete. I do belong here. Right. And I think about that with what I think about you guys of how you may not believe in yourselves yet. Like, I don't know. I'm really snippy with my kids. I'm super critical. I hate reading. I, am terrible at math or all the stories that you have. And I believe in you though. Like, I can totally help you create an amazing homeschool. I can totally help you connect with your kids so that homeschooling is just easy and it flows. And so it's so interesting, just the power of belief and the power of having a coach who believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. And um, if anybody else wants to do a triathlon, Cami was a great coach and um, had the opportunity to be on her podcast and talk about some of this stuff as well. But uh, this is what—that's one of the powers of having a coach: is believing in you when you don't believe in yourself, and seeing what you're truly capable of. When somebody says, hey, "You can do this," like no question asked and, um, all the coaching that I got and the training and the nutrition and just even things like she really encouraged me to eat as much whole foods as possible. Right. And like, remember you tap into that energy of like that you were fueling your body with real food and to tap into that and just to believe in that. And so she gave me lots of tools and obviously the whole training program, but just that belief, she always believed in me. Like, I know you got this, like that's not even a question. Of course I can get you across that finish line. And so, and I messaged her afterwards, I was like, now I think I want to get faster. And just even her belief, like I can totally help you get faster. I can totally help you get there. So I just want to challenge you guys to believe in yourselves. And if you need someone to help you believe I believe in you and I absolutely know you can create an amazing homeschool. I know that if you're struggling with certain children that you can start enjoying them. I know you love your kids, but I can actually teach you how to enjoy them, how to enjoy being at home with them and enjoy homeschool and to love the experience instead of just merely um, painfully getting through it. And sometimes it can be a little bit painful, just like on my training that uh, rubbed my neck raw or my hamstrings were super tight or um, my back end was super sore from riding the bike. Right. But um, it gets better. And as you continue to do it and you can continue to practice, it gets easier and gets more fun and you get stronger and all the things. So um, just a little bit of a race recap and just to remember for you guys to I believe in you. And uh, once you start believing in yourself, friends, then you will be unstoppable. So uh, love you all. Thanks so much for all the kind things that I got so many, so many kind messages. And I read them all Uh, just like we were watching you, we're cheering you on. Like I felt it. And um, I just so much gratitude to all the kind words and the support. And I just love you guys a lot. So anyways, thank you for being on this journey with me of doing the Ironman and um, allowing me to be a part of your life as well. So I guess I have a lot of gratitude in my heart today for so many things. And thanks for letting me share my experience with the Ironman. And I will be talking to you guys next week. Are you ready to take the concepts learned on this podcast to the next level? Then I invite you to join Mama's Members, a place where I will help you succeed in your family and homeschool beyond what you thought was possible. You will have access to hours of content, a place to ask questions, and weekly coaching calls to help you be the amazing homeschool mom you are called to be. To sign up, go to join. I can't wait to see you there.